97X Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton with the Bears and Fear is Never Boring. Caught some electronic in there and we got it all started off with Birth, School, Work, Death. The entire circle there by the Godfathers. Tonight at 11, it's the 11 o'clock news, a one-hour summary of all the new music we played during New Tunes Tuesday. New music from 10,000 Maniacs, the Afghan Wigs, the Geraldine Fibbers, and, and some even more. That's coming up tonight Dave. at 11. Dave. Yeah. No, no not, not tonight. 11 o'clock news? Not tomorrow night, not any night. Not 11? I'm, I'm sorry. Are we changing the time on this now? Did, did I not get the memo? No, no. Uh, yeah. You didn't get the memo that 97X went off the air. It went a terrestrial in 2004. Woxy.com went off the air in 2010. And um, it is no more, sadly, but it still holds a place in our heart. And you and I do a podcast about those days. It's available on 97xbam.com, uh, on most of the major places where you listen to podcasts, your Apple Music, your Spotify, even uh, the dreaded iHeart. You know, I think you can tune in on that. Um People wow. can email us, 97xwoxy at gmail.com. But there is no 11 o'clock news tonight. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. The good news is, Dave, actually, I don't know. It's good news, but in a different sort of way. Because I think for the first time ever, we have a guest who doesn't know a damn thing about 97x. <laughs> never heard, never listened to it. He, he, he's read a little bit about it, but never listened because he's a Kentucky boy. He's from the Commonwealth. And he couldn't tune in. So Aaron Sharp joins us. Aaron, welcome. Thank you. And, and to be clear, it wasn't just a, 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 a geographic situation. I, I just wasn't cool enough for 97X back then. Now, let's not get carried away. No, that's true. Yeah. Well, okay. we, we did have that test, that 10, 10 question thing before <laughs> we allow the signal to reach your home. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, let me look. Aaron scored a two. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. He's out. Fix the transmitter so it doesn't reach his house. But uh, most folks will recognize Aaron from the Cincinnati radio community. So that's the thing that we share in common because for many years, part of WNKU, but not really on Aaron toward until the later era. So Aaron, talk us through your career at WNKU. Well, uh, I had discovered the station in, I guess, uh, the mid-90s. Um, and I, I, Well, I should say I rediscovered the station. Um, when I was 12, 13 years old, the station first signed on the air and uh, was Kentucky folk radio and, and played a lot of folk music and had NPR news. And my mother listened, and I thought it was awful. Uh, and and Because I, I was listening to EBN. You know, that was my jam. Um, and but I, I rediscovered it years later in, in college, post-college, um, just stumbled upon the station and uh, fell in love with it. it at this point, it had, it had uh, changed from folk radio to the AAA format, adult album alternative format. So that was more my speed at that time in my life. Um, I was actually... My thing, my, my, I was into jam bands in the 90s. I mean, I was that guy. Uh, Fish, Grateful Dead, Widespread Panic, Dave Matthews Band, all that stuff. And it was through those bands that I kind of noticed. You know, that's when I picked up on WNKU because they were playing some of that stuff. And, and in fact, uh, you might make fun of me uh, for this, but I was a huge Dave Matthews fan early in the day, early days of, of the band and in the early mid-90s. And... 
it was a Dave Matthews song that was played on WNKU when no one else anywhere had played Dave Matthews Band, except maybe 97X. Um, and I was just blown away that there was a radio station that actually even knew who they were because I only knew because of time that I spent in, in North Carolina uh, in college and, you know, tape trading, that kind of thing. But no one in Cincinnati was was on that yet. So uh, I discovered the station and started listening, became a member, became a volunteer and transferred to NKU from UC and just got more involved with the station as much as I could until they eventually just hired me. And uh, I wouldn't go away and I stayed there for 18 years until until the ship went down and I was the captain that went down with the ship. But for years, uh, you, you mentioned that I wasn't on the air. Yes, I, I, I was the development and marketing coordinator um, mm-hmm. while I was there. And it wasn't until the last few years that uh, our, our last GM, Sean O'Malley, one day looked at me and said, why aren't you on the air? <laughs> I've got other things to do. I'm like, well, no, we're going to put you on the air. I'm like, okay, when do you want me? Saturday morning? Sure, okay. No, we're going to put you on drive time. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, the last few years was, was on the air again. Yeah. And then now, the GM at the end. Which did you like better, I guess, out of all three, from the beginning part, the marketing, being on air, being the GM? Did you like all three, or did you prefer one over the other? I really liked all three. I, I will say that uh, definitely, you know, there's no denying the thrill of, of, of being on the air and playing the music. And um, those last few years, and, and now this is where WNKU purists, um, you know, and, and, and well, first of all, I was at that station I, probably longer than anybody uh, in the history of that station. Um, and so obviously I always had a deep love for the station from, from the, from the very get go. However, um, it wasn't until the very end that I felt we, we, we were not evolving as a radio station for a very long time. Uh, and in the last several years, we finally really started to evolve and into a, into more of what I thought we should be. So it was at that time that I was on the air. It was at that time that I that I did later become GM, um, and even with the knowledge of the university looking to sell the university hanging over our heads, and the stress of trying to save that station, those last few years were were the highlight of of my career. We had just so much fun those last few years, kind of rebuilding that station and taking it in a different direction and uh, in lots of different ways. And so for me, that was, there's so many memories that were all great. And, you know, in the early days of the marketing and development, being at all the events, I mean, all the events was always a blast. But uh, I just felt like we were really, well, we were always doing something special. It was just a different kind of special there towards the end. Yeah. For folks that aren't familiar, talk about like, how you took it in a in a different sort of direction musically well we had you know we had uh become a triple a station uh in the 90s when that was the hot new format and uh rode that way for a long time um 
Oh, brother, or art thou, art thou was great for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole <laughs> for a couple of years there. That's that's it was all about that, and and so a very still very much a rootsy, uh, folky kind of uh, Americana uh, sound to our format, and then we'd sprinkle in uh, some some newer stuff. But it just felt like our audience. Well, it didn't just feel like the numbers showed that our audience was just getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't growing. Um, honestly, it was just like, well, it's what we are now, but, uh, f- white dudes in their fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we knew that we needed to lower the demo, um, in order to, to gain audience, to grow our audience and, and to grow our membership base. Um, I feel like a lot of people thought, <laughs> I remember getting emails and calls from people saying, why are you why are you programming for millennials? And I said I'm I'm 40 years old, yeah. <laughs> 45 years old at the time I guess 45 probably. And I'm like we're not we're programming for people like me, guy people in their in their late 30s and their 40s, uh, people who grew up on 97x uh, in many ways. And uh, this misnomer that we are programming for millennials, like no, not even close. Yeah. Uh, we were just trying to bring that down that demo 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it worked. Unfortunately, it was too little too late. Um, but, you know, we did that with, with the music programming. We got more uh, diverse in our, in our programming. Um, and uh, we also did more. Um, we, we tapped. We did a better job. We did a better job tapping into the heart and soul of the city in those last few years than we had before. And so that was all, I credit Sean O'Mealy, uh, you know, he, he was the guy that came in at the very end uh, and really kind of uh, came in and, and kind of just said, this is what we're doing. Let's go. And there was a lot of opposition to it. Um, I, for one, was frankly glad that it was, finally happening um and uh what from there you know um two old white guys like you refer to damien and i are Mm -hmm. um working in 97x and having the roots of 97x ingrained in us for all those years um we really when we actually damien and i would talk about it when we'd go out sometimes i think wnku was not 97x it was not trying to be 97x but as I think the word that Damien's used before in the past, the ethos of WNKU was WXY. Oh, it was, 100%. It was, it was great selections of music all over the board, challenged us older dudes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the talent uh, you know, talked to us and not at us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the promotions you talked about, your, your, your feelings of the city would, would be exactly what you know, I assumed we, we, 97X, would have been saying at that time frame if, if 97x was still around mm-hmm. and and then uh you also started sounding a little bit more like 97x because there was some guy named matt sledge that sounded really like the matt sledge <laughs> from wxy for a while when i tune in on the weekends i'd be going what's what's going on here yeah well you know it, it's it's an inter- interesting story i mean that, that that became you know that it, we brought barb abney on for a while that's right i yeah. forgot uh, as well so um it was an interesting evolution because, you, you know, we had had a history of bringing in 
DJs from commercial radio who had worked in other places. But for a while, you know, we brought in, we had a string of people that came in from the old WBN days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were all, you know, former WBN hosts. And then towards the end there, we went after folks like Sledge and and Barb Abney and started bringing in those kind of folks. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, to your point, the ethos was always the same. I mean, I remember um, we partnered with, 97x to co-promote earth day um and i think adrian blue was on the bill i don't recall but it i don't know how it all came about but i thought wow this is this is really cool this is this is the this is the other station that we should be in tandem with we're not doing the same thing we're not really competing against each other they're commercial we're non-commercial uh but we you know there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense for us to be tag teaming on events and you know there wasn't wasn't much longer after that 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 the terrestrial uh, signal went off the air i suppose um so it was disappointing we didn't get to do more but you know independence and and music lovers on the air playing for other music lovers that's what it was always about for for most days yeah i mean like like dave said i just want to echo that you know it's it's like respect my intelligence challenge me you know be musically adventurous and i also want to highlight i think both stations did a great job of highlighting local bands you know local music with 97x was local licks and nku towards the end was like at least one an hour i believe i mean yeah strong emphasis on local bands which is fantastic yeah Yeah, well that was a brilliant (laughs) that was a brilliant programming move by sean omelia i don't know that we played any more local bands in the end than we did ever we always play local bands. We just didn't talk about playing local mm-hmm. bands. We just played them, and mm-hmm. and we we had a tendency to be a little bit uh, uh, self righteous in, in in doing so and saying we don't play them because they're local. We play them for their because they're good, and that's true. We did play local bands because they were good, not just because they were local. But we 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 kind of overlooked the fact that it is important that these are local bands that are, we are supporting. And towards the end, it just became, you know what? We're going to say it. We're going to we're going to brag about the fact that we play local music every hour. Um, whether or not we were doing that before, we may have been. Um, I think there was probably a bit of an increase, and certainly uh, this the particular local acts that that we were playing uh, broadened um, in those last few years. But yeah, I mean, there was so there's so much good stuff to work with in this town, and bands that don't get a chance, and you know if you weren't good. We didn't play it. It had to be good. That was still yeah. rule number one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it was just important to, to bring attention to the fact to the to the community. And this is this is about tapping into the heart and soul of the city. Is is letting people know this is important to us, and we think you need to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, Aaron, I I don't want to pick at a scab. That's mm-hmm. been a few years, but like I, I do want you to kind of talk us through that that bitter end. You know, you said you were the captain that went down with the ship. So how did that yeah, go me. down? That it, that, yeah, I know. Well, um, it, it was a very strange year. I mean, in February, Valentine's Day, February 14th of that year, 2017. Yes. Um the station, the university announced that the station had been sold. Now, prior to that, there was probably about a year that we knew that they were shopping it around. 
So a good year and a half to two years, we had this hanging over us. And what a strange position to be in, especially when, you know, you're still supposed to be, as a public radio station, doing fundraisers and asking for money. Well, how can you ask for money when the university is already saying that they're going to sell you? Um, it was it was it was a very bizarre time. Uh, you know, stations are sold and get shut down all the time, but you usually don't know about it until it happens. Mm-hmm. We knew about it for like a year and a half, yeah, and then really knew about it as of February of that year. So February until uh, the end of September, um, we were just preparing for the death. Um, we <laughs> we we were letting people go that were not absolutely necessary. We were down to a skeleton crew. I mean, at the end, it was uh, myself, our secretary, um, we uh, Matt uh, Mormon was gone, Krista was gone, Liz, our program director, was still there. There was basically three of us. Um, and we just had to prepare for this inevitable. Now, I, I, I will say that what was cool about that was having the chance to go out the way we did and having a chance to say goodbye. Um, that's well, you guys, you, you guys had, had a, had a, had a, a similar situation too, but um, you know, we, we reached out to our, our listeners and members and, and asked for their comments. We read those comments on air. Um, we asked them to pick songs for the last day. Uh, so most of the songs, um, I mean, we still curated it uh, from from those requests, but most of the songs played that day. I've still got the playlist. I should have grabbed that out. Um, we're all selected by listeners, and there were some great ones. And I and and I and I said this on the air at the time. It was it was a weird thing for me because, uh, especially not being one of the on air people for for the long haul. Um, I didn't want to necessarily impart my own influence. And I, now I'm the GM, right? So I'm, I'm the boss. I can do whatever I want to do. But I wasn't really comfortable with like me picking the song. But it was just, I felt if it had been any other song, I probably wouldn't have thought much about it. But that one was just what it had to be. And and thankfully, my staff, and, and we brought back staff uh, who came back in, Pam Temple and, and Mary Peel and folks who, uh, who gathered back in with us in the room and they were all very much on board and said, yeah, that's, that's it. And so it was, it was, you know, it just, it was the right one to go out with, but it was, it was a tough day. You know, it was, it was celebrating and crying and uh, Molly Wellman came in and brought us a good bottle of bourbon. Uh, It didn't last very long. Uh, You know, we, we, uh, it was a fun day. It was a hard day. Uh, Newspapers were there. TV was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, because we went off the air, you know, what time was it? It was, it was mid afternoon Yeah. and the song ended and that was it static. And that was, that's, that's, that was something. That ending that that you know i watched you know because it was it was different from when we signed off because we weren't live you know you know watching on instagram facebook whatever i watched that on actually 
Um, yeah, my, my wife shot that for Facebook Live, and it was yeah. really like, oh, someone should 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 record this. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very last minute, like, oh, you know what? This is probably important. We should. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm glad she did. Um, because what you said and what you represented for NKU was pretty much what Steve Baker at 97X was there forever, knew it ins and outs, appreciated the listeners, and and having him sign off that way which was not exactly the same, but very similar to the way you did, just kind of showed what, what we were saying before. It was a station for music lovers. Uh, it was a station for Cincinnati. And it, and it was a station that, that um, really uh, touched the right people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave's I, been I, known I, to touch the wrong people occasionally, but the statute of limitations. <laughs> there's there's been a couple there. lawsuits. That's why we, I can't oh. go to his basement anymore. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Well, I, I remember saying that, you know, it, we had... It, we had always said that that the station was about the music, and it was it was there at the very end that you realized, yeah, it's about the music, but it's it's really about about the people, um, and we're just kind of gathered around that music. I mean, the music is what draws us all together, but it it really was about the people. Yeah, the sense of community was was definitely oh, very strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to before we wrap this up for you to talk about what you do with the Reds and about your fantastic restaurant. And the cool thing that I saw, you know, I, I go down there quite often. And, and the thing that I love seeing, and, and I've messaged you on Facebook a couple times with this, is still seeing that WXY sticker, yeah. you know, up there. The whole ethos. But, but tell people what you're doing now because you're still doing some un- unbelievable things. Well, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm, you know, moving on and, and doing different things. I have not worked in radio since WNKU went off the air. And frankly, you know, I had offers from, from some stations and there was some talk. But at the end of the day, um, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a music guy more than I am a radio guy. <clears throat> I'm a music and community guy. And I, I wasn't going to go work at a station where I couldn't play the music that I love and, and really be part of that community community. Uh, that I love as well. So, um, you know, I, I left the business completely and shifted my focus on creating a, a space in Cincinnati that would be, you know, people ask, well, how did you go from radio to, to barbecue? I said, well, when I was in radio, what the radio station I was at was all about building community around music. Um, and so that's always been the most important thing is building that community. And so, Lucius Q, our barbecue place, uh, was built as a, as a place to gather community uh, from different walks of life around food and music and live music. Of course, uh, we haven't been doing as much since COVID, but, um, you know, we got a nice stage and, and great programming there. Um, so we're coming up on year four here at Lucius Q. Um, and so far, so good. Survived the biggest, the worst part of the storm, I think. Uh, so that's good. And as far as the Reds, yeah, I've been with the Reds as almost as long as I was with WNKU. I started at WNKU in '99, and I started with the Reds in 2000. Um, and so, started out as well. I was their DJ <laughs> at the old ballpark, um, which was laughable when I think about the technology that we were using. Mm-hmm. Um, remember a Winamp? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, oh, yes. I was actually playing. I was actually playing music at the ballpark via Winamp. <laughs> Winamp on on a broken laptop, 
and also a mini disc player. So I had a mini disc player and I had a laptop with Winamp on it. No DAT uh, tape? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're giving David I flashbacks to our time in the 97X yeah. production studio. It was, yeah, well, I believe like it was mini, a three track. Mini disc was going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been DJing for the Reds now uh, ever, ever since. Um, so I guess that makes me the longest tenured DJ uh, in Reds history because, well, they hadn't been doing it that long before I started doing it. They didn't have music like that in the ballpark. Um, so that's been that's been uh, joy for me, of course, getting paid to watch baseball and play music for people. I, I do want to take a step back, though, and, and talk about because when it, the bulk of your time at WNKU, you said fundraising, marketing. So mm-hmm. somewhat akin, you, you're non nonprofit versus a 97X commercial station, non-commercial. Um, but that's kind of like being the salesperson, right? A lot of it and, and promotions. So what was that like? Yeah. How, how was the selling process? Oh, it was always challenging. Um, like 97X, we had a small signal. Um, you know, you, you can't go out and sell on numbers. You can't, <laughs> I've got this audience because you didn't. Um, and, you know, by design, you didn't. Um, and then there was the fact that it wasn't actually commercials, uh, but we had underwriting and that's always been that's been a public part of public radio for many many years, and it's just a way uh, that allows public radio to be able to sustain itself. But there's just very strict rules about how that works. Technically, it's not you're not really buying airtime. You're 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 sponsoring. You're 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 supporting the station. It's you know in many ways a donation, and you're being thanked on the air for mm-hmm. it. Is it? You know, yeah. Um, as opposed to a minute-long commercial with all the bells and whistles. So, um, so yeah, that that was that was a big part of my role, especially the first half of my career. There was doing selling that business underwriting, that corporate underwriting, uh, and then I shifted more into membership and, and major gifts, that kind of thing. And then we kind of we developed a a sales team um, that actually was was really kind of modeled more after uh, commercial sales. Uh, working on commissions and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was always a challenge. But I mean, what you what you sold it on was was the association, and and you had to go after the companies that the companies that had the money like to support it because it's public radio and it looks makes them look good. Um, this most of the revenue in terms of corporate money, business money. Uh, well, I shouldn't say corporate, mostly small business came from small businesses, people who just had an, an affinity for the station and were trying to tap into that same kind of creative, uh, curious listener. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, if I think about it, longest tenured person at WNKU, longest Reds DJ, and because you were in fundraising at a public radio station for 20 years, you probably given away more tote bags and coffee mugs than anybody else yeah, in America. Man. Yeah, Absolutely, hundred percent. Nobody has nobody has given away more coffee mugs than me. Some of the rejected promo items that you couldn't give away that you guys said no, oh, no, we can't go that far. I'd like to see that. Well, we didn't say no. We should have said no. But the first thing that comes to mind was the WNKU Snuggie. Remember Snuggies? Yes. Yeah. For a hot minute, like that was like Snuggies were all the rage, and I'm like, we're gonna get a Snuggie, and you know. 
sometimes I, I have to pull myself back and realize that not everybody operates, but the brains work the same way as me. Um, and most people really don't give a damn about a Snuggie. But I thought it was a great idea. I, lo- I thought it was going to be so much fun, and it just kind of went bust. <laughs> I was trying to be different. You know, I was like, we've done the tote bag, we've done the coffee mug. No one's done a Snuggie. And he paid the Complete price. Flop. Yeah. Aaron, it's, it's been great catching up with you, hearing about your adventures in radio, and we look forward to another Red Season so we can uh, listen to your music selections one more time. Can't wait. Baseball's just around the corner. 97 X. Not so fast, you ingrates. Public news team is taking a break from its pledge drive to kick some ass. No commercials. No mercy. Yeah! Rumblings from the big bush.